0: Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 493 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. May the 7th be with you. I am joined by my two co-hosts, Stephen Kyle Bradkey. What? And Ben Askren. Ben, how are you? You're starting with the May the 7th be with you? Yeah, isn't that the saying? But you're not even a Star Wars guy. <laughs> right? Didn't you say that the other day? A huge Star Wars guy. Isn't it obvious? Stop. I don't All buy right. it.
1: Not All one right, bit. That's I got okay. no chicken stories. I got... I, got uh, I don't believe anything exciting. I did get bit by a tick with Lyme disease last week, but I think we already discussed that.
0: We've discussed you your, you're a repeat Lyme disease uh, survivor, Ben. Which yes, I a, That may put you in rarefied air. You're probably the only... I would venture to say you're the only MMA champion of multiple organizations who also has survived Lyme disease twice. Oh, my God. Is that in your Wikipedia page? One of
1: a kind. It it should be.
0: I'll throw it in there.
1: I got Usman's Wikipedia page changed to Marty. Oh, really? Well, I mean, I didn't do it. Other people did it, but I I inspired the change. Sometimes you can't be the change. You have to inspire the change.
0: People got big mad at you for calling him Marty
1: that was his name I don't whatever
0: hey do you talk to him do you talk to how much are you keeping no. in touch with the with UFC people in general not Marty obviously but.
1: uh <laughs> um I don't know my, my people who I'm friendly with I keep in touch with the people who I'm not friendly with Well, I don't I know their
0: names who are the, you know like, well gosh. like
1: Tyron Woodley for example someone yeah. very friendly, I was I talked to on a fairly regular basis he's fighting May 23rd actually um you know like my friend Gerald who fights in the UFC um Right, I, uh, you know, keep in touch with him because he's my buddy, but I don't keep in touch with like random people.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. If if Masvidal and and Usman fought, who would you want to win that?
1: I think I think Masvidal. I, Usman oh is gosh. to me. I can't. I, he like makes my skin skin crawl. He's, he's kind of untrainable. So hard.
0: Him and Colby. <laughs> what about what about Colby uh, versus not
1: that was uh, that was the worst. You didn't know who to cheer for because you hated them both so much, didn't you? I did yeah. at least. Oh yeah. Okay. They're, they're Everybody both, did.
0: They're both quite untakeable.
1: All right. Oh man.
0: Marty's pretty freaking good though. Um. Okay. Yes. So hey, this is a tomorrow. We're releasing the Anthony Echemendia film. It is really really good. It's 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 going to be I think as far as like. A quality piece and entertainment, and just a dope story. It's up there for for our flow film class. It's 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 extremely good. His story is insane. What this guy went through just to get to America um, at his age, it's it's unbelievable. Then there's so much about Anthony Echemindia that is interesting. One, this guy is Cuban. He defected. He had this incredible journey through several countries. He spent a great deal of time. This is what I didn't realize. I knew he had defected from Cuba. I didn't realize he had to spend like months in a detention center, which is basically jail, before he could immigrate here, right?
1: In which country? In, uh, in America or in, in America? America.
0: So he oh, basically... Man. He gets to uh, Texas, and he has to claim political asylum and all this stuff. Oh, and then yeah, has, yeah. He ends up in, you know, before they have to kind of verify who you are before they'll yeah. let you. Uh, so it was a, that was like, I mean, he has this incredible journey just to get to America. And then he has to endure. It's, it's insane what he went through to to get here. And- I mean, isn't it
1: insane, Christian? That any—I I believe this to be true. If I'm wrong politically, but any Cuban who can who can actually make it to America can claim political asylum and stay here. But it's so hard for that. I, mean, I guess I haven't seen this in a while. But remember, when I was a kid. There were some people coming over on rafts from Cuba uh, to America, and once they get once they get to America, they can claim political asylum.
0: So okay, here's the rule. Because so many people were trying or getting on rafts and like lit I like just horrible water vessels and dying in the ocean they made the rule that you had to cross like v- from land so you got to get to like Real? the Mexican border. what yes. yes so if it be to wow prevent people to prevent people from trying to Take you a know, raft make makeshift rafts and swim there yeah. And and you know, ninety miles in the open ocean is extremely dangerous. And many many Cubans fleeing that country have died doing that. That was how uh, Ilean Gonzalez got to America. I don't know if you remember that, Ben Bracky. You might have been. I do. I
2: do remember. I do actually remember, but I I was young, yeah.
0: So yeah, and they uh, he was this young Cuban boy who made it to Florida. His mother, I believe, passed away in the trip from from. In a boat, and then they the authorities came and took him out. It was kind of a horrible thing. They ended up taking him yeah. out at gunpoint and all this nonsense. Really uh, bad. But, but, but anyway, I think if you cross from the ground, like through, through America, not the water, then you can you can make it. we just so n- not
1: not uh not to. Not to take away from the story tomorrow night, but obviously, so then he goes. He, he, I'm I'm assuming he goes to say Mexico or one of those countries, and then comes north. Is that that's what happens?
0: Yeah, but it starts in. He's at a national team camp in Guatemala. Oh, is where it starts and then oh, got it, crazy. Then it's multiple countries before he gets to Mexico, and how what he had to do to go from this city to that city to this country to that country, it was very circuitous. Um, and it's an incredible story. And what's what's interesting about Anthony is not only like how he gets here, but then he gets here and he's wrestling and he winds up at Sunnyside high school, which just happens to be a, you know, one of the more nationally recognized programs in the country. Like there's not, there's only a, they have a really strong tradition. Jesse Ibarra went there. RBY went there among others. Mm -hmm. And so he ends up there, and there's all these questions about him, right? He, he arrives at 19 years old, and that's how old he was when he graduated high school. But there's all these questions about his age. Is he the age he says he was? And he enters, and I didn't realize this. He entered the U.S. Open. He was in the round of 16, right? He Last won- year? Yeah, so the jun- Junior Open, but yeah, at, at oh, Vegas. Junior
1: U.S. Open. Oh, okay. Yeah,
0: but at Vegas, the Marine U.S. Open. And yep. he makes the round of 16. He beats uh, a kid named Jake Ryan that is not Tom Ryan's son. Another <laughs> Jake Ryan. And then uh, PJ Ogansanya to And then he was going to wrestle Yaya Thomas in the round of 16. And then, boom, Yaya gets a default. And they're like, okay, that was weird. I guess Anthony got hurt. No, someone, I don't know who, like sort of snitched but and said, hey, this kid – he, were his papers, et cetera, et cetera. Who is he? Is he old enough? Whatever. And he didn't have the necessary paperwork to satiate whoever it was that was asking, and they said, okay, you're out, which is weird. Well, I don't I don't understand how that happens because they let him in the tournament.
1: Well, but you said are wrestling check-all paperwork. I mean, there's no way they could check everybody's paperwork to be in the tournament. That's totally impossible. So... I mean, you you would assume that they'd only check in the case of someone, you know, having issues with someone else, um, which I guess is the thing. So did he get it by the time Fargo came around? Because obviously he wrestled with Fargo, so he must have had his paperwork by then.
0: Yeah, so they tried to do it again there, but he had a his Arizona ID at that point. And that mm. is what enabled him to, to remain and win Fargo and double up there to win Fargo Juniors.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because I, I know obviously when I saw him for the first time, there was a lot of rumors about his age and.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, kind, it's kind of he's in a, tough a little bit spot whatever because, because there's basically. I mean, I mean, we see it with these countries. You know, we see it with. We were talking about it with Sadgulia, right? Yeah. Like, uh huh. It's not that hard to fabricate your your documents one way or the other. So, as long well, as especially tra- if the
1: especially if the national federation is assisting you in doing so.
0: Of course, yeah. Hap-
1: right, it happens in Russia. It's not like Saint is sneaking one by Russia. Russia's the one saying, "No, you're 14, not 17."
0: Right. So yeah. with, with that, and when there is that speculation with those countries, re- require what's required of Anthony is kind of a, a bar that's really almost impossible to clear. How's he supposed to? It's 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 harder to prove that you are the age you say you are. So our guy Hunter Sharpless. Interviewed Anthony and talked to him about his age and kind of his emotions around being accused of being, you know, 23, 24 years old, whatever. However old they th- they think he is.
1: Yeah. Well, at th- at this point, Christian, I th- I mean, I think not that I don't say doesn't matter, but at this point, the thing that that's important is he's in college and senior level competition. So I don't say age doesn't matter, but age kind of doesn't matter as much. Right. As say if you were a cadet or a junior.
0: Right. So the the thing with Sadjiliev's age the only thing that really mattered matter was that maybe he he wrestled at cadet worlds way older like 20 but yeah. now now the only thing that i think is interesting about Sadjiliev's age is okay if he's if he's actually 30 not 27 if he's actually yeah. all right we're going to see the decline sooner than maybe we would have expected right so that's what's interesting to me about someone like Sadjiliev is yeah. okay where we may have thought we're going to have 10 years of this guy Maybe it's actually seven. Maybe it's not going to be quite as long as we anticipated.
1: Yeah, but then you got someone like F and Yol Romero who just doesn't get older somehow.
0: Yeah, like what the I heck? mean,
1: like Cuban. He just big... like li- literally doesn't age, Christian. Uh, what's his problem?
0: I I don't. I would. I I think he has no problems. That guy is just. <laughs> <laughs> is he on the ridiculous. Dake plan? Is he on the Dake plan? Where he gets oh, younger?
2: Wow. Oh, is maybe Dake that's part Cuban? Dake...
0: I've always looked at Dake and thought. Is he partially Cuban? Mm. This guy might have been born in Havana.
2: Or is uh. Dake on the Yoel Romero plan? Or is he just on the plan? Because uh, Yoel, he looks American da- Yeah,
1: maybe Yoel invented functional patterns. Possibly. That is
2: very possible. We can't rule it <laughs> Look
1: out. Look into it. Do you know Yoel? Um, you know what? I'm. Uh, I don't know him. I was uh, unfortunate because I had lined him up to come to AWA to do a camp. This is when the UFC was here in 2013, and I don't remember exactly what happened. But he's for some reason he got pulled off the card. I don't remember if it was an injury to somebody, and uh, and I didn't get to heavy old marriage to a camp at AWA. I was so excited for it. I thought it was going to be totally awesome, and then he he got pulled off.
0: Yeah, he's super super good too. Yeah, mm-hmm. how do you not? How does he not? I mean, there's something about the the Cuban bloodlines, man. They they're just <laughs> there's just something different, man. They they are just. I mean. Yo, bon rodriguez yeah. winning worlds at his age what was he 35 when he, he was 30 bon rodriguez is 35 hold on what uh, christian come I, on i hope i didn't give news. but he was old um i've got to look this he's up. currently really? 30, he's 36 right now so he was 34 so or you're, 35 you're, when he won you're
1: worlds. right holy crap i thought he was young
0: no dude he'd been in these streets holy. for a long time yeah and like the trend in wrestling and jordan bros talks about it all the time because like the average world champion's age is like i don't know it was like 21 or something super young and then
1: yeah it's super young super
0: jordan was winning at like 27 28 however old he was for his last one and then you got guys like ybr winning so young uh or so old so yeah at 36 years old yeah he's um man from guantanamo wow um You know, the other crazy
1: thing that, you know, to talk about, and I don't know if we want to get political in any way, shape, or form, but the amount of Cubans that have defected, right? So we have Joel Romero. Obviously, he left. He stayed in Germany. Uh, Alexis Rodriguez, world champion, stayed in Germany. Uh, Hector Lombard, who was a judo Olympian for Cuba and then later fought MMA, he defected to Australia first. You have Chimizo defecting to um, Italy. And then, obviously, you know, we're, we're talking about that tremendous story. But that's—I mean—that's five, just just off the top of my head, without thinking too hard. And obviously, I don't know a lot of regular Cubans. I'm literally talking about the be- the only the best wrestlers. That's all I'm talking about because that's mm-hmm. the only ones I know. And we're talking a decent percentage of them have defected. I think that you know says a lot about the conditions of the country. That you got to assume in a country like that that the best athletes are being treated at least fairly well, or at least a little better than the rest of the population. And if they're if they're trying to get out, that I think that says a lot.
0: Yeah, it, it does. Anthony, it's it's, it's interesting because Anthony says he loved Cuba, and he's a huge. Um, his family's really tight, and he's like, you know, he he slept in his parents' room till he was sixteen years old, and so for someone well, to do that, and then at eighteen, be like, I'm out. I'm you know, once you yeah. once you. Uh, Past, go there once you're gone there's no they're letting you back yeah he ain't coming no back um it's and if you do and maybe if maybe you can but if you do i'm sure your life is made much more difficult and i am sure it's yes. probably illegal to do so and that's not a, a country where i want to be in uh hot water with the law so for him to leave i think says says a lot about the, the condition and obviously they're they're known basically But it's interesting because it doesn't seem like there have been many who have defected from Cuba to America, right?
1: Well, I think it's hard to get here because so they they essentially, from what it looks like to me, and again, I only know a handful of cases. It it appears that Ejemendi is one that they leave after a trip. I believe, uh, like Hector Lombard, I believe was after the Sydney Olympics, he he found a way out, right? Um, And I I think the same is with all, all of the wrestlers that I mentioned. Is that you know they can't just like. Hey, I'm gonna go to Germany. Oh, sorry, I'm not coming back. They they can't do that, right? They're not allowed to do that. So it's more like they're on a trip somewhere and they, you know, they they disappear, right? Or they vanish. And so I don't I don't think it's all that easy from, from what I grasp. I mean, if people are taking life rafts across the freaking bay of, you know, from Cuba to Florida, it obviously can't be easy. They can't just say, Hey, I'm gonna buy a ticket to Miami and you know, I'm, I'm mysteriously not gonna come back.
2: Right. Happen like team cuban like world team members done that like with vegas in 2015 and beat the streets and stuff like that like they get over here for trips and then they just they disappear when
0: it's over i don't think anyone did uh during beat the streets but i remember we were like there was one point where it's like hey where's this that
1: would have been a good one for all of them to all of them disappear because they ain't gonna fight him in new york city no way
0: they it was like actually something we were talking about going in i don't know if like usa wrestling necessarily had concerns or whatever but it was something that was discussed like are any of these dudes going to dip in the middle of this? Because it wouldn't be all that shocking. But none of It them would be did. really
1: interesting, Christian, if we – and I don't know if these guys would be open to talking about it, but Chimizo, you know, or, or someone who has defected, you know, talk to him about the dynamics of it. You know, now that you think about this, and you mentioned – we both mentioned all these people who defected. Like, what do the coaches do to prevent these guys from, from defecting, you know? And, and not to – to keep throwing uh more things here but you know obviously i i know i've been in the room when money has been discussed for certain matches um damn straight i have i will will, okay i won't tell you who it was okay listen (laughs) this is my first time overseas i'm on an elevator there is a cuban on the elevator another guy well i can't give up the other country otherwise it would be too obvious probably and in the time period people would figure it out Another guy gets in the elevator and he says, "Hey, bro, where's my money?" And the you know the guy obviously not English, doesn't speak English. He goes, "He goes, I need my money. You owe me my twelve thousand dollars from last year. I need my money." And he's like, you know, threat pretty much threatening the, guy in the elevator. I'm like, "Oh shit!" Is like, is this gonna go down right here? Like, is this guy gonna beat this guy on this elevator? Because the, the one guy was an older coach of the other team. The other guy is uh, uh, an athlete of cuba and so yeah the cuban he's athlete the is
0: asking for his money
1: he said he's, he's like I, I don't have my money i need i need my i want my money i need my money right now and uh and you know I, and then i think as the as the other guy got off um he said you know he said something like okay well you know well this was before the the, the tournament it was the world cup before the world cup started he said, okay you know we'll get it to you or something to that effect okay what year was this Shut up, Christian. <laughs> I mean, I only wrestled for, like, two different years, you know, internationally. You can figure it out pretty easy. Okay. Well, yeah. Well. So, yeah, and, and if you know the match, it's, like, so obvious. Like, oh, yeah, that that was obvious. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I, I know that that happens. So, but one of the interesting things to me is, like, do the Cuban coaches take a cut? Do the Cuban coaches... They're like, come on, man. I know you didn't do that. Like, give me, give me 10% or do they report that to the national federation or like, who is like overseeing all of this? And you know, where's the money flowing to? That'd be Mm -hmm. really, interesting to see if, you know, obviously the Cuban athletes for giving up those matches, they get to keep some of it. I'm sure. Um, But they probably don't get to keep all of it. I wouldn't guess. So you think like Cuba gets a cut of the cash? Uh, Well, I don't know who's paying. So obviously the coach, right? If you, if you're their coach, Christian, you know that the wrestler is not wrestling up to their capabilities like I said when I, when I think about this match and I watch it it's obvious um, and so you would know right that hey something's up here they probably took some money uh, and uh, but who else knows right does the National Federation is 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 the rich brender of Cuba is he paying attention does he know what happened and then how about someone above him right because oh like gosh. like I mean when we talk about um, now we're talking about international athletics we talk about what's my really favorite documentary that i love i'm blanking on the name right now uh icarus russian icarus thank you uh putin that was a directed that was a directive of vladimir putin for sure you're gonna make a lot of people win in the 2014 olympics figure it out jack so that one went all the way to the top right i mean so mm-hmm. it's like when you when you see these things it's like do how far up do they flow right is your boss asking questions is your boss paying attention because, like in that situation, the, the the biggest the biggest boss man is paying attention.
0: I can't believe you won't say what, what uh, what event it was.
1: I'll say it off air. I don't. I don't right. know. I, I don't <laughs> want to get people in trouble.
0: Uh, I, I don't um, know what the statute of limitations. Yeah, Statue of limitations is on um, 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 bribery is, but uh, I don't okay, it was
1: it was uh two thousand seven. it. Two thousand seven. Alexis Rodriguez and uh, he wrestled a Turk, I believe, in the semifinals. Uh, and and lost to him. Okay.
0: Holy cow! Just leave that as match. We're gonna look it you up. See it? No, but I I'm familiar.
1: Um, I will I will I'll find the bracket just to confirm. Okay. But it was 2008. Vladi Kavkaz. I was in an elevator and I I thought I thought it was going down for a second.
0: Dang. Um, yeah. These are these I, are large <laughs> individuals too.
1: No, Alexis Rodriguez lost in the finals to Bilal Makov
0: right i'm saying maybe these these are maybe it's a russian heavyweight yeah it
1: was yeah it was it was definitely alexis rodriguez um yeah wow holy cow Mm.
0: okay he's only 42 now yeah
1: so he defected to uh italy also i
0: believe man holy smokes um Well, that's wild. Thank you for sharing, Ben. So, uh, (laughs) quick question I have. Ben, you've watched Etchet wrestle. What are your thoughts on the Not a gigantic amount. Well, no. Far going. Far going, who's number one? Well, that's there. You're tied with me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
1: man. Um,. I, obviously I think he could be fantastic uh, you know for the folk style thing it's going to be interesting just like I say a Franklin Gomez who you know eventually won an NCAA title but definitely struggled with some top bottom stuff for quite a while in his career and you know now obviously he went on to have a very successful international career and um, uh, so you know I think it's something like that where he's probably really good but he probably struggles with Matt wrestling a little bit and that that, that doesn't um, that holds it back from maybe having Ultimate success early on in folk style, and then you know he probably he'll probably if he if he wants to he'll figure it out like Franklin Gomez did, and uh, and then obviously I think if he wants to keep wrestling he'd have a great international career.
0: Now how many, how many years didn't Gomez wrestle in uh, wrestle folk style in high school for a couple of years?
1: I, I want to say two years. I, I don't. I could be wrong. I, I don't. What well, he didn't come over here super early from Puerto Rico. Was, you know he moved and lived with uh, a family in. I thought he was in New Jersey. No, Brandon. Oh, you're right. He went to Jersey first and then went to
2: Brandon, Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Someone, um, because after we did the show with the um, Burroughs-Gomez thing, um, someone was like, this goes all the way back to high school because Gomez beat him in high school. What? Yeah. And I found, um, it was like regionals or something like that. Stop. I swear. I swear.
0: Uh, who would have guessed that?
2: I, have I no had
1: no idea.
0: I had no idea. I didn't either. Because it's weird. It's like he does not like Franklin Gomez, and it's, like, weird. He's kind but, of, like, a notoriously yeah. nice person. But <laughs> he yeah. really is. Franklin's so nice. Yeah, but I guess if you beat him, yeah, it goes back to freaking high school days. Mm-hmm. You know, let let some of that <laughs> stuff go. Um, okay. So you, you think – How tough is it to learn the mat game in college wrestling when you're coming off of, when you're, you know, basically a freestyle wrestler?
1: Yeah, I I think it's, well, I think it's very difficult, and I think it's also, um, it's also a mentality thing, right? I mean, in, in... in freestyle, as soon as you get taken down, it's more the mentality is okay. How do I knock a turn? How do I base myself out? Whereas in folk style, if even you take like a three to five second like break and you let the top guy secure you, it's way harder to get out than if you just keep, you know, keep rolling and keep transitioning and keep moving. Then you can kind of like lots of times get get free or get a reversal off of movement.
0: Yeah. So, another one of the interesting things about Echamindia is his size. Everyone looks at him. And he looks enormous but he walks around at 150 pounds literally that's what he, that's his walk around weight so he's gonna be a 41 pounder and to me i'm like man he's gonna be hard to hold down even if i know there's like major technical adjustments he'll have to make but just someone that's built like that and is explosive i think if he can learn like a really strong like tripod stand-up or regular stand-up he'll He'll be really tough to tough to hold because a lot of people are like, no way, he's going to be a 57, he's going to be so big. But he somehow is like hollow and only weighs 150 pounds. A lot of people
1: make, make something of that. And I I don't think I've ever stood next to him. So I, I don't like, I mean, obviously when I look at him, he looks really large. But sometimes people look large and then you get next to him and they're like, oh, they're really short or whatever. So I want to uh, withhold comment on that.
0: Yeah. Like NATO, but he's not like, like NATO. NATO. Yes, he's not like NATO. Short. Um, so tomorrow, six central, seven eastern. The show starts. Film to debut at uh, six thirty central, seven thirty eastern. We have a little pre-show with Anthony, I do believe, uh, going to be great. So make sure you tune in live tomorrow to catch our newest flow film about Anthony etchmindia called The Crossing.
2: And at the end, you get a little uh, Metcalf teaser. Ooh. Right?
0: Yes. Yes. Metcalf. There are some really fire projects that we're working on that you guys are going to love, including our... I don't know if it'll be the next one we we release. I don't even want to get into the details of the other ones we're working on right now. But you're going to like them all. But Metcalf is coming sometime this summer. And it's going to be really...
1: You guys have been working on that one for a long, long, long time.
0: Yeah. Some of them take a lot longer than others for sure and this is one that um gonna be long gonna be really good though there's a lot of some of them require just so many different interviews and so many different things it's like okay we didn't quite get this we have to go back i have to do a follow-up with brent or whatever or we need to we had to get an interview with coach brands and coach dresser and all these different guys dustin Mm -hmm. schlater so the more expansive it is, I mean, shoot, your film, Ben, how that took that took a really long time as well.
1: Yeah. Well the other one was uh the Terry one. I remember seeing that like Oh yeah. Two years like and I remember Raspberry like, hey, that was awesome. When's that coming out? Like, is it
0: ever coming out? Yeah, that one they shot the Terry interview in the summer of twenty fourteen, I wanna say. Mm-hmm. And then it didn't come out until December of 2015, basically 2016, right? So it was almost two years in the making to get Terry out. But at the end, it, it was to awesome. It was great. So
1: very cool um, stuff. Someone else brought up an, another guy. Uh, it was Wisconsin Connection who, you know, Nizar came over, I believe his junior year of high school. Um, you know, what's funny about him is that he decided to go the D3 route and he won three division three titles uh, here at UW Oshkosh, Wisconsin. But he beat—I now I'm, I help my members in the me. I believe he beat Alex Deeringer at the UWW Juniors one time, and then I think Deeringer beat him back. I think that was at the open, and then Deeringer beat him at the trials or something like that. Like he was just uh, way way better at uh, freestyle than folk style.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's really good. He's all, and he almost beat almost beat Greasy uh that was that was crazy that was the 14 trials or 15 trials maybe yeah man now i can't remember that, that, was, that, was in in madison. Madison. that
1: one was yeah that one was in madison yes, yes. oh you're saying both years were. yep you're right mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. okie dokie
1: i'm trying to uh the uw database uw database is not working so well for me i'm trying to search alexis rodriguez so i can give you guys an exact match but um it, i'm searching rodriguez and it's not bringing up any cubans unfortunately i can't even find Bono rodriguez i don't know what the problem is wait what what are you looking for match that i told you guys about so oh, i can give you guys an ex- a very well, it'll be specific tough. if it was a
0: 2007 thing um are they not on there no it's it, that's a different maybe you could find it what was that what was uh dartfish i don't know if that's still up that's a throwback May, do you remember do you ever watch matches on dartfish uh-huh. Back in the day, uh uh-uh. oh, oh Ben, I'm disappointed in you. This is where like all this, a uh, bunch of old matches were stored. Like it's like pre YouTube. Um, oh, see. they
1: got actually. I, I so I found it now in the database. They have a few. They have a couple of his tournaments. Not not all that many though. Fortunately. No, this can't be the right of Alexis Rodriguez. That's got to be the wrong one.
0: Okay. All right.
1: Okay. Anyways.
0: Next thing, so that's Echumindia, immigration, um, and everything else. All right, Ben. Ben put together. Uh, he wants to talk about these this freshman class that we had in for the 2019-2020 NCAA season. Why don't you tee it up there, Ben?
1: Yeah, I I just thought it would be fun to do. Uh, you know, all freshman team. I didn't. I thought. I think it was something that Flo didn't do. Uh, you guys said that was correct. Um, uh, yeah. So I just kind of listed all the top freshmen. Unfortunately, the NCAA bracket I was looking at christian it did not have uh grades on there and so i i went by i use your rankings um so these are pretty much only wrestlers listed in the top 25 if i miss a few i'm sorry but obviously if you're outside of 25 it's probably unlikely that you're gonna be the best freshman at that weight well it is it's completely unlikely that you'll be the best freshman at that weight class
0: yes yes is that fair that is fair that is very fair
1: Although 174, they only had one guy in the top 25, which was, I hope I don't mess up his name, Lane Malasuski from uh, Michigan State. That was the only freshman in the top 25. So I actually had to, I added my guy, Jared Kratiger because uh, you know, he took ninth place in the Big Tens, and, and there was just no other freshman. I figured we had to have more than one. And But a few of the weight classes, like 97 only has three in the top 25, 41 only has three. So some of these weight classes were not very deep with freshmen.
0: So, we'll, we'll look at your 2020 team, and then we'll contrast that weight with 2018. Because, you know, we're saying
1: well, mm. how good you mean, or, you mean if we pick the best guy each weight class?
0: Well, no. We're just talk about the freshman. We're talking about the best freshman at 125 this year, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And then we'll look at the 2018 freshman class and compare and contrast. Be like, okay, this is a great weight for this year or that year. Just kind of compare the class overall. Because one thing that's interesting about... I don't know if it's interesting, but... You know, not every high school class is created equal or even close to equal. There's some classes that totally underwhelm at the next level for yep. whatever reason. Just things don't align. But there's always number one ranked kids, just because, just like there's all Americans. There's eight all Americans at every weight, no matter how good or amazing they are or yes. aren't. So, yes. Um, well, um, I mean,
1: obviously that that the class that's a couple years out, and I think there was kind of a two year stretch that. I, I don't want to say they're they're all timers or they're historical, but it's like the amount of guys within that really short period of time that had junior world success um, by the time they went to college was it was absurd. It, I I mean, to uh, in my understanding of American wrestling history, it had never been matched. It never been done right. So we're talking Gable Stevenson, Dayton Fix, Daniel Kirklevit, um, Mark Hall, whomever, who else am I forgetting? Spencer Lee, Yanni. Mm-hmm. Uh, am I forgetting someone else that's in that group that had that had wor- junior world level success Zahid. before they went to college? Zahid, did he also? I, I mean, don't know yeah, if he's he had meddled, He's a little uh, older
0: he was than in that group finals. that I'm talking about. But I I know if he medaled before college is what I was
1: saying. Yeah, I think that was post college. All all those guys I mentioned. I, am I correct that they all did it
0: before going to college? Yanni, yes. Gable, yes. Spencer, yes.
1: Um, Mark, yes.
0: Mark, yes. Uh, Kirkfleet didn't. Um,
1: I thought it was a C. Yeah, because he's only one year in college, and he did last year.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Two years.
1: Ago, or was it two years ago?
0: Well, if we're, are we going? Are we doing cadets too?
1: So he he. I know he did cadet. He never did junior. Also.
0: Well, like Yanni didn't. Yanni never made a junior team. Um, Wait, well, only tried the one. Actually. He got twice. He, he tried got, he lost. He Ironman, hurt the one right? year at um, Vegas when he lost to Deacon. And then he didn't wrestle in trials after that. And then I forget what happened the year. Then the next year he won NCAAs and yeah, but he tore his ACL so he couldn't try for any. I think he might have been junior mm-hmm. eligible that year, but would have this would have gone senior. And that's a what if too because who made the team that year was Logan. It'd been interesting to see how Yanni stacks up. Twenty eighteen Yanni stacked up against McKenna and Logan Stever, but anyway,
1: yeah. Just a one. So, if. yeah, I, I kind of feel like that was kind of a historic, I don't know, a historical group of guys, and you know, we'll see how they progress through the NCAAs. But you know, of that list, I mean, Spencer's Spencer's already got three. Yanni's won every every NCA that he's entered. Mark Hall was you know two two one. Who knows what yeah. this year is? Uh, obviously, Gable was uh, second, and then. You know, again, he was ranked number one. So, you know, they, they are having a lot of those guys are having high level success at college level already, also.
0: Yep. Same in Dayton, also. It um, made an NCAA final already as yep. a freshman. Mm-hmm. So he's been really good. So, uh, why don't you start at 125? Cue um, us up here. Okay.
1: I'll give you the list and then you guys can talk through it. And I, it, it kind of feels like prefunctory that we might just choose who, who the highest ranked guy is. Um, because obviously we didn't get that at the NCA's. because sometimes with the NCA's you have the guy who's a little lower rank does a little better, so that obviously that leaves more upper debate. So you have oh. Jacob Camacho, Michael D'Astino, uh, Michael Colaccio, Patrick McKee, Nick Aguilar. Uh, did I mess up a first name somewhere in
0: there? Colioko not Colaccio.
1: Oh, my bad. Dang it, I'm bad with last names. Leave me We're alone. We're going to get in big trouble for that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why? Why? What's the deal? What's the gimmick? No Justin gimmick. Cardani, Max Thompson.
0: No, so, A- Alex that... Thompson. You are... <laughs> oh, my gosh. Did you read
1: the names, Christian. The Max no, this third. is way Alex better. Thompson. This is what? way better.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm worse than Sion. <laughs> You're great. You're great. You got the right names in there. It's just, you know, it's tough. So, yeah. Uh... All right, let's contrast that. I mean, Camacho, I think, was... You know, coming in, I thought Kolioko and Camacho were going to be the guys here that could make a make a dent. I like, I didn't, I hadn't watched a ton of Kolioko. I'd seen some of his big high school matches, but then he really impressed me at uh, junior trials. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy cow, mm-hmm. this guy is, is ridiculous. I think he he could be a podium guy as a as a true freshman, and then was really up and down. He had a kind of a solid was it Michigan State Open kind of deal and maybe lost to Hudkins? I can't recall exactly, but he was fine. But then terrible EIWAs. He he lost, I think he went 0-2 to two guys you wouldn't have expected him to, to lose One to. 1-2. and two. So a DMP at mm-hmm. EIWAs, a lot of people thought he could win that weight or, or, or definitely contend to make the final there. So I don't know what he would have wound up doing. He was not trending the right direction for – a, a podium finish, but Camacho was really coming on. He was yeah, uh, he, a guy, he had a solid, he was fine, and then he beats Mueller and looks uh, fantastic at uh, at the ACC's.
1: Yeah, he trended in the opposite direction. I mean, he was just going like shh, like this. It'd be interesting to see what, what he would have done if he would have got to wrestle the NCAA championships. Um, yeah, sometimes that is funny with freshmen who just fall off a cliff, and some of them, it's just like, I don't know if it's just the length of the season or the weight cutting or whatever gets to me. I think of a you know, guy who I think of from my era that was just outstanding, but terrible freshman year. Zach Esposito, I want to say he had like one loss in the regular season and then at NCAAs he went either one and two or oh and two, something like that. You know, he was really highly seeded. It was just like, there's something about the length of the season where a lot of true freshmen, they're just not ready
0: for it. And that doesn't
1: mean they're not gonna be good in the future because Esposito had a great career after that, but that freshman year, he really fell off a cliff at the end.
0: Yeah, yeah. You never know how they're how they're gonna respond um, for that the that year full of rigor. And let's think about the next the the 2018 class. Here's the freshman at 125 in 20. Are you
1: looking, uh, Christian? Are you looking at a doc or something for this uh, 2018 information?
0: Here, I'll put it. I'll put it in our doc here. Check. The,
1: okay. Cool. That link Appreciate there.
0: it. There, Got it. In. So the freshmen in twenty eighteen at one twenty five: Spencer Lee, Sebastian Rivera, Taylor Lamont, Louis Hayes, Drew Matton, uh, Mikhail McGee. So a very, mm. I mean, solid all the way through, and then with Spencer and Seabass, that's a yeah, that's, that's a ridiculous class of, of freshmen there at one hundred twenty five yeah, really pounds. Good, huh? Super, super good. Okay, okay no. so who's
1: your freshman of the year? Is it, is it Jacob Camacho? I mean, Man, I think ACC you. Know, D- had a great year, too, but I think it's got to be Camacho.
0: D'Agostino, biggest surprise. Um, maybe you say breakout, but Camacho, for me, winning ACCs, beating someone as good as Mueller, had a solid season, was, I believe, the highest-ranked freshman for that weight. Yep. I think he would be the freshman of the year at 125 pounds. And uh, a shame we couldn't see how he would have done it at ACC's because – I mean, I always liked him because I thought he was hes really good offensively. I thought he had a lot of ways to, to score on guys from his feet with his leg attacks. Well, we didn't get mm-hmm. to exactly see what he was going to be. Okay.
1: All right. Let's go so to, we picked Camacho. Er, Camacho.
0: Macho, Camacho, man.
1: Okay. 133. Or maybe I'll pick Max yeah. Thompson. I don't know. It's between Max Thompson. He's pretty good. If Max Thompson could make 125, he'd be pretty damn tough. He'd be really tough um sammy alvarez ridge lovett Moshe schwartz reese woodcraft jared trombley i don't think i messed up any names on that list not a one
0: you crushed him i feel great about it man sammy sammy alvarez was was fun to watch i feel like he's gonna be a uh i feel like he's gonna be a future star i think he's got the i think he has the right temperament i think he plays off the crowd well um Ridge Lovett was was a surprise for me. I just didn't know much about him as a folk styler, and I learned quickly. He's super, super tough from the top position. Um, yeah, he's so tough on top, huh? Crazy, huh? Yeah, so, it really is. Give give your thoughts on this on this week. I cost. mean,
1: what's I I think it's Alvarez also, but for me, it's I would like to see how NCA played out because depending on how the brackets fell. I feel like uh, Ridge Lovett could have made a decent run. It was so impressive to me how tough he wrestled Austin DeSanto because DeSanto is a really hard person to wrestle a close match with. And you know that Big Ten match, I mean, he was right there to win it. I mean, he, did, he doesn't really have a go-to takedown. That's probably the one thing. Right. You know, I I would say if I and he had apart- one against
0: <laughs> Joey Silva, daggone it, <laughs> fricking! Oh my gosh, is Joey That's- Silva a freshman? Yeah. Are you pissed i didn't put him on the list he's a freshman of the year in my book no it's okay oh my god this is like 10 minutes Uh,
1: Ridge. so okay so ridge love it. he's one of these guys this is a, a where if he doesn't develop some good go-to offense i think he's kind of get gonna get stuck where he's at in that say low all-american round of 12 range Yes. um I, you know and he's gonna get stuck there if, if he can develop some really good go-to offense You know, to go with all of the other things he does well, then he's going to be a guy who's really hard to beat. But if he doesn't develop that offense, he's going to be kind of stuck down a little bit lower.
0: How well can you say, all right, he's really good on top right now. And if now that there's more tape on him, how much easier is it to game plan for someone with his kind of top game?
1: But I think he does a handful of things really well and it's right. why I mean um, I, I know Burrows was tweeting about this but it's why all of those guys don't choose bottom on him because some guys there's just not an easy way out on that's just the end of the story like you're just not gonna get away easy on some you know like Spencer Lee you I don't know why guys still choose bottom on him it's just such it's, the risk reward of it is not it's not a great bet right and so um, yeah. I don't know. I know. I think he's gonna be tough on top the whole way through.
0: Yeah. Okay. So the 133 freshman class in 2018. Uh, I I guess we're agreed that Alvarez is the freshman of the year. There, I think he was the best guy.
2: Yeah. It went. It went a um, scuffle. Beats Philippi and Sakura. And he did have a head to head over
1: uh, Ridge it also.
0: Yes, he did. Nine three, I believe. Mm-hmm. Okay. The freshmen in 2018 were Tariq Wilson. Montori Bridges, Austin DeSanto, Colin Valdiviaz, and Dylan Duncan. So another really, really mm. strong class there. Tariq. What's
1: interesting about that, yeah. though, Christian, is is if you didn't have the NCA's, you wouldn't have thought Tariq was that good. Right. He went from
0: 17th to ranked third. <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. Right? That's insane. Yeah, that's insane. So that's a pretty good wow. exactly. And and for all we know, Alvarez or Ridge Lovett, one of those guys, could have. You know, I mean, if they were top three, that'd be insane. But you know, Alvarez mm-hmm. gave RBY two really really tough matches, and I think yeah. my opinion on on RBY is he was a title contender. So anytime you're doing that kind of thing, Moshe Schwartz, he had some nice moments uh, as well. Yeah. So
1: Well, I think you would say that. Uh, definitely, at least, definitely, definitely. Alvarez and uh, Ridge Love had better regular seasons than Tariq Wilson did as a freshman. I think that's probably uh, almost inarguable.
0: No, that that's unquestionable. They definitely did. Yeah. Okay, one forty-one. Let's move on up. Give us the the players.
1: <laughs> you, you just want me to mess something up? Uh, Real Woods, Michael Blockus, Cole Matthews. This is another weight class where. It was not very deep with freshmen. It was really, you know, few and far between. And I, I think this one's is it's not even close. It's Real Woods by a very, very long shot. Block has started putting together some nice wins into the season, but I don't think it's very close.
0: Yeah, the annoying part of one of the th- thousand annoying parts of this is like, all right, we just we had this whole season wondering exactly where Real Woods fits in the pecking order, and we still, <laughs> Seriously, right? we're literally going to go into sophomore year and not be entirely sure. Maybe he was uh, the best guy that way. Maybe he was just going to finish the takedown against Luke Pletcher and would have won NCAAs. Maybe he would have got six. Maybe he would have not placed. <laughs> just, we just don't know, and we still don't know. We do know he was by far the best freshman and was yeah. really, really good, had a fantastic. But how about these, man, these 2018 freshmen, Yanni oh, D. Oh, my eyes, looked at that. Nick Lee. Chad Red, Michael Carr, and Brent Moore—those first, you know, three is ridiculous. Yanni, Nickley and Chad Red—that's insane.
1: I mean, those are all going to be four-time AAs, correct?
0: Uh, they're on pace to be. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they were both—they're yeah, all two for two right now, and well,
1: three for three if you include this year. I mean, which I don't know. What are you? What? What's your take on that, Christian? Are you? Are you just saying there are no All-Americans this year? Or are you going to acknowledge the? Uh, all-american
0: given thing what are you gonna do here i don't know man i i i have a hard time i have a hard time with this. <laughs> i have a hard time calling because on the one hand i can i hear i can like go back and forth with myself on this because on the one hand uh, many, so let me hear
1: you argue with yourself let's do okay
0: this. okay uh, naming <laughs> all americans is great and fine because it is not unprecedented for other sports to name athletes, all Americans in NCAA athletics. It happens in a lot of other sports. There's not a final test thing, right? You're just named, you are voted on, you just become it, okay? I think it's great and it's fine. And they need, they deserve something for their efforts for the whole season. It is not their fault that a global pandemic prevented the tournament from happening.
1: You know what? That's bull. That's bullcrap, Christian. I am blaming Vintenzo Joseph for corruption. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, it is yeah. Spencer Lee's fault. Watching <laughs> too much. Pokemon. I didn't
0: want to say it, but now that you mention it, I do think Chinzo and Spencer have some culpability here. Now, um, on the other hand, ha- it's to me <laughs> the 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 beauty of the All American finish is is the unknown is the ability to be the 16th guy and that 23rd guy yeah. and get on the podium wilson. is to that be tariq
2: wilson Kyle and it's,
0: it's it's so diminished because you have to do it the the reason we love all American, we cherish no one no one cherishes in my opinion i, I you don't hear oh he was a football all-american or a all-american in basketball no one no one cherishes that right it not, is not the same way no way Definitely not no it way. is cherished because it is so indisputably earned in college wrestling there's just no denying you're a top eight yeah. guy when you get eighth right when yeah, you get yeah, six when sure. you make it happen and the whole the what is beautiful about it is completely stripped away when it's just like okay this is seed which the whole thing about seeds is like okay get them approximate right but now what, what was the cutoff like nine and ten or what made I th- you I first was 12 wasn't it so the first 12 are first team all-americans how did it work no, oh,
1: I'm, so, I'm sorry i think the what the first eight first team and then and then nine through twelve
0: were <clears throat> second team
2: no there's so first team no. Is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight.
0: So, so the eight, nine are often they wrestle in round two, and they're often. Yeah. I mean, you don't get as worked up about the seeds when it's a twelve versus a ten or a eight versus a nine, but here, it really, really matters because it's a difference between first team and second team. And yeah, you know, if I pressed in on some of these seeds, I bet a lot of them. Re- or so didn't really make a ton of sense, right? And now we're seeding to All-American finishes. and uh, So that's why I'm like, listen, I'm not going to say you're not an All-American, but I'm not going to tell you it's the same thing. I'm not going to tell you that it's as cool or it's as even genuine, right? One seeds routinely, not routinely, one seeds, two seeds, three seeds don't place at this tournament sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I don't know. It's just I'm not as I'm not gonna be. I don't know. Am I gonna get canceled if I say that a, a wrestler isn't a three-time All-American now when they they've well, only done t- I so? Mean, I don't well, know. I guess my Leadership, question is. You... Okay, sorry. Go ahead.
2: What What is an All-American? Is it the for this year? Is it because there's first team, second team, third team, and the first team is one through one through eight. Uh, the second team is nine through thirteen, and then the honorable mention. Is 13 through 16. So is honorable mention all Americans?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, so is the second the, team all becomes,
2: Americans? It becomes way larger. Um,
0: now so, we have okay, so Americans. We
1: have, oh. Christian, so which which one, which shoulder? You have these two people arguing with each other. Which mm-hmm. one actually wins? I need to know what your take is. And I realize that you're smart enough to see things from multiple perspectives. But at the end of the day, you probably should have to choose one of them, right?
0: Yeah, if. For me, if I'm if I'm saying what these these wrestlers' accolades are, I'm gonna say that that Mark Hall was a three-time NCAA finalist and NCAA champion. I'm not gonna say he was a four-time All-American, right? Man, I that's so, how I I'm feel gonna like, describe him. I feel like that loses context because I would okay, I, I would probably know, provide that I would probably you know what I would say I would say Mark okay, Hall was a three-time NCAA finalist, NCAA champion, and his senior year he was. Hold on, no.
1: Hold on. Hold on, Christian. In 20 years, when you're saying who's John Llewellyn or uh, Brad Smith, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, someone 20 years from now, whoever the Christian Piles is 20 years from now, won't have as good of context about the 2020 season. Mm -hmm. Um, So when they say someone was a three-time All-American instead of a four— and you take the – because, you know, Mark Hall would have very clearly been a four-time All-American or mm-hmm. Spencer Lee would have – I don't want to say for sure, but very likely would have been a four-time champ, and now he will be a three-time champion. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like if you just neglect neglect to add it, then that takes something away that doesn't, that doesn't necessarily deserve to be taken away. Mark Hall is a freaking four-time All-American. So is Vincenzo Joseph. And calling him a three-time All-American is like – I feel like it takes something away. So you know what? I I agree with you that I see both sides of the argument, but at the end of the day, I feel like, you know, not calling some of these people four time all Americans is like is it does them a disservice. I see
0: I see that as well. I think I think I, I do I give them more justice by not by saying what I think would have happened, right? Then Saying he's a four-time All-American and leaving it at that, I'd say he did this. He did these three things at the NCAA tournament. And then Vincenzo Joseph was a very likely – he's probably going to make the finals. He had a great shot at, at being a three-time NCAA champion. And Mark Hall had a great shot at being a four-time All-American. And would, I think you can just give that that full context. and um, Yeah. You know, in 20, in 20 years – I would like to think 20 years from now, this is not just a footnote. I feel like this is going to be – a thing now. The intricate details of who Vincenzo was coming into this, and Mark Hall and Spencer Lee, maybe some of that is lost. But I think the 2020 season that wasn't, the NCAA's that wasn't, I think people are going to hopefully hold on to that and, and preserve that context moving forward. And yeah, I'm, if, yeah. if if Vincenzo I, I guess... and Mark Hall say they're four-time All-Americans, then they're four-time All-Americans. They were named that, right? But it's yeah. – I can't say it doesn't have the same – it's clearly not the same, right?
1: Yeah, you know, I think you're right. So, you know, I'm going to bring up two things. Cause, so, uh, Nick Keith in our chat brings up Dan Gable wasn't allowed to wrestle varsity as a freshman in college. Mm-hmm. How do you classify his college career? Cause so, obviously, you know, when you think contextually about, you know, that era, it's like, oh, you know, they were only able to wrestle three years. So, it's yeah. not like you count that against them. And I guess I was at my academy the other day, and I was looking up at the wall – and we, you know, we have the All American banner. It's like, um, well, okay, we're not gonna have any All Americans in 2020 because literally, <laughs> literally zero of the tournaments that we count can be up on the banner, right? There, none of them are, are going to exist. And so, like, okay, do I put a do I put a banner up there that says 2020 Corona wins the national title, right? Because yeah. I have no All Americans. Or, I mean, uh, but then on the other hand, I feel like it is almost so widespread that you don't even have to acknowledge because. It's like, who's gonna live that didn't hear about the 2020 coronavirus? Like, yeah. it's no. everyone, It's like, it's like who do, who doesn't know about World War II? Like, we all freaking know about World War II.
0: Right, right. Yeah, so, if they want to hang yeah. a banner and say he's got an I think they probably should. You shouldn't just have, like, 2020.
2: That's what I'm curious to see how schools handle it. Because everywhere you go, every school you go to, you know, they have some kind of board or banners mm-hmm. or pictures. Like, are they gonna be putting something up for the guys that were honorable mention all americans or are they stopping at first team or or how are the teams gonna uh handle it yeah
0: yeah it's it's a weird (laughs) it's a weird thing um i don't know i'm kind of i could go a lot of different directions with it but it's i don't know yeah
1: okay that's fair that's somewhere in the middle i can't stand you know the people that drive me the most crazy christian are, are ideologues who uh can't see another perspective and i think it's always important too although you believe what you believe you can see other people's perspectives so yeah i i appreciate the fact that you got multiple viewpoints on it
0: okay good nice (laughs) nice to be appreciated okay 49 you know these guys names why don't you give it to them
1: all right well yeah i keep reading and see you guys can give me um wait
0: you mean Alirez?
1: Somehow there's yeah, well no no there's a copy. Yeah, no, there. the oh. He's on there. it. I don't know how that got copied onto there. Some the must have been copied and pasted. Sammy says Brayton Lee, Graham Rooks. Oh shoot, did I get the wrong Rooks? There's it's multiple okay. Rooks. Is this it the okay. right one or the wrong one? Okay, wrong one. Um and, and Andrew Andrew Alirez. So this is, this is actually on. a I'm really scroll. Sp- let me let me make sure I get the right one, Christian.
2: No, so uh, you got the right one. No, I
1: did, I did, I did, okay, yes,
0: sweet. Good job, buddy. Got the right <laughs> looks. Um, so, man, this is a it's a really strong freshman class. One of the big, uh, one of the big what ifs for me would have been Alire how he would have done because he was someone coming into this year. A lot of excitement about is this guy a potential All American? Is he a potential title contender? One forty nine is this wide open weight? We've seen him beat Nick Lee in freestyle and other good guys. So, how good is he going to do? Um, yes and we just didn't get to find out. But obviously Sasso and Brayton Lee were kind of the class of the freshman class here at 149, with Sasso having won sp- the more recent matchup, but he split with Brayton this year. Yes. But I think Sasso is kind of the split. clear number one.
1: Uh, Yeah, I, I would say so also. Brayton... Uh, um... He didn't have – I don't want to say he didn't have a great end of the season. Big 10s. He lost to Lugo and Colin Purinton. Um And so what
0: did he finish? Was it sixth, I believe? Brayton? Fourth. Fourth. At Big 10s. Dude, remember that crazy match he had with Griffin Perriot? Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, my goodness. The worst yes. stall call I've seen all that of year. That was so bad. That was so bad. Uh,
2: funny story. Now that um, he's done, I'm sure he won't care, but – uh griffin perriott dm me and was like yo was that you on the call of my match with brayton he thought it was hilarious just how like dumbfounded i was <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah that was yeah it was really bad all right let's look at 149 freshmen. um see how good they were what well, so we're um yeah we're picking sassel right obviously i think we have to contractually even though we love contractually brayton. love brayton lee Okay, a little more of a drop off here. Only two yeah. freshmen ended the season ranked: Ryan Deacon and Jared Deegan. And Deacon did not place. He he was yeah. actually ranked fifth going into NCAAs mm-hmm. and didn't have a great tournament, and he wound up tenth overall. Probably because he's yeah. the world's biggest one forty nine pounder. If I had to guess,
1: he was cutting a lot of weight there. And that That'd that was be. the year he took world silver the year before that. Correct. Correct yeah, so uh, I think almost slightly disappointing freshman year for for Ryan Deacon and uh, this year this year's you know 2020s 149 classes, I would say way better than this group.
0: So through through four weights, t- 2018 has been much tougher with probably three of the tougher classes having been in 2018. Let's move up to 157.
1: Well, yeah, I think I think we're coming to the wheelhouse right now because we I think the three best freshman weights are are all coming up uh 157 this is this one's the i think in my opinion the deepest hey mm. is Kendall coleman a freshman because i i saw yes it. okay okay i there was one place that said he was a sophomore all right peyton rob Jacory, team teamer jared frantic kendall coleman david carr uh and will Luan. that's a really oh. good that's a really good freshman class this is a sick that
0: class
2: you nailed yes. all those names Ben. nailed them all yes good i mean job. i could
1: have. Could have said Marcus Coleman, or I could have said uh, you know, Nate Carr, G- G- Jimmy Carr, Nate Carr. There's a lot of cars out there. So many cars. Um,
0: all right. So this one, it's, it's to good. me, I, it's really good. Um, how Big Ten's? How did Big Ten shake out for for these freshmen exactly? With
2: Coleman was in the finals. Right. He yeah. beat Rob in the semis. Um, I don't, I don't can't remember how Rob finished. So off I th- top my head. I
0: think it's just probably David Carr. He well, beat, I mean, Caleb Young. I'm yeah. pretty sure he either outplaced or defeated Kendall Coleman I'm at Vegas. I'm pretty sure he beat Coleman. I'm gonna uh, check although that. David Carr did have
1: two losses at the last chance open. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is a black eye. Did he really? He forfeited, like,
1: forfeited, for, forfeited I mean, I know, <laughs> but
0: I didn't even remember. We didn't discuss him that much because it was all about Marcus Coleman. and
2: Yeah. Uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he beat Kendall Coleman 4-0. And uh, as Ben mentioned at the last chance opening, he beat his teammate Eric Owens in 52 seconds <laughs> by fall and then withdrew from the tournament.
0: That's pretty legit, though. He won Big 12s. So yeah. his, only, his only loss was Deacon. That's it. What?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. that's his only loss. He missed a but bunch of time. We didn't see him against. he yeah, did he miss, did a, miss a bunch of time. time. Damn. R-
0: regardless, the the top two are pretty clearly Carr and Coleman, and Carr beat Coleman. Uh, t- how many losses
1: did Teamer have? Teamer barely had any, right? Well, he
0: he started the season quite poor, as I recall. Yeah, and he, he was, lost
2: his first match to Justin bad? McCoy. That
0: not great McCoy was
1: another mccoy is another freshman that i didn't have in here because it was so deep man so
0: he his... he worked in jared kratiker but not uh not justin mccoy <laughs> yeah. there was no way no tell me who else nine and seventeen who else to
2: put in there um yeah he lost to Justin mccoy uh he lost to ryan deegan he actually wrestled deegan really tough lost to peyton robb lost to david carr but then he he found his his groove at the end of the yeah. season one like his last 10 including beating Josh Humphrey's and AC Headley and back to back back matches and beat Jock Hughes. J J J Hughes. Yep. J Hughes.
0: Okay, so he finished really strong. Yeah, this is amazing. I love this. I think we knew coming in this was gonna be a fun freshman class. I didn't realize how great Kendall Coleman was going to be until. Yeah, Where was he on fire? Was it Michigan State Open where he was just
1: ridiculous? And he made the finals of Midlands, right? And law, or did he make the semis and lost to Caleb Young?
0: Yes amazing match with Caleb Young. yeah really good. they had match. great battles
2: yeah at the Michigan State Open he'd be Will Luan Anthony Artelona Zach Carson and Eric Perron
0: that's a really those are all legit yeah legit dudes all right so but congrats David Carr the 157 freshman of the man, year man yeah this is the one that would uh
1: would have played out Christian whoever plays the highest is probably would have been the freshman of the year
0: yeah I think if any of them would have won NCAs, I bet they would have been the freshman of the year. I'm I'm calling it, but you know, we'll never. Know. <laughs> shut up, Christian. go <laughs> <laughs> to we'll go to 165. You're you're on fire with these names.
1: Who do we pick? Uh, we picked uh, David Carr. Yep, Don't forget David Reese pick. Reese hey, Whitlake
0: is his name. Shut up.
1: If you uh <laughs> two two, the 2018 157 class was uh was fairly weak. Oh yeah, uh, you pick, had one was really wrong. good person. Hayden Hidley, Hayden Heidley, and then you had Kennedy Kennedy Monday, and that was it. So you only have two guys in the top 20.
0: All right, freshman. so 2020 is on the comeback against the 2018 mm-hmm. freshman class.
1: Way better. We'll have okay, a 160, here. 165 is really good, too. It's really deep. You had a whole bunch of guys in the top 25. You have Shane Griffith, Travis Whitlake. Oh, shoot. I don't Phil, know which damn broad. There's D- both broad
2: Nagels. You're throwing oh, them both it's... in there for 165. <laughs> there's
1: one of them is at 184. It's not Phil. <laughs> there's a Phil Bronnigle. What are you talking about? It's Zach
0: and Danny. I thought you were getting hung up on Canigliaro, and his name's Canigliaro.
1: Phil Canigliaro. I don't know Cook's first name. That's from South Dakota State. Tanner. First that's name. my
2: boy. Why is that your Tanner boy? Tanner Cook. Because he gator bacon's everybody. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, we watched film on him the one day. Remember? He knows, um, he knows like
2: one move, but it's awesome. <laughs> and he pins everybody. Love it.
1: P- Peyton Mako and Isaac uh, Allegnick, I believe is how you say his name. So that's a really deep – I mean, that's what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys in the top 25 that were freshmen. Really good class.
2: It's uh, Danny, by the way. He's a 65-pounder. Okay. Nice.
1: Zach's
0: 184.
1: Nailed it. i um, I got to pass on that. They're twins, Christian. They are <laughs> twins. They
0: look very similar. Um, Very similar. That makes it tough. Okay, so this is another one. I mean, Griffith's another big what if for this 165 weight because he was having such a great year. Was undefeated. Undefeated. I do believe. Yes. 28-0. Beat uh, Travis Whitlake.
2: Correct. Yes. Four to one. Yes. So that,
0: that was his. I think that was the marquee win for for his. He for beat his Josh season. Shields twice. Oh yeah, Shields was a good one too. So, uh, he would have – I think he's the clear winner here. Yeah. 165.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's it's really unfortunate we didn't get to see him against some of the other top guys, you know, whether it's Evan Wick or um, Marinelli or Vincenzo Joseph. If we could have seen him against some of those guys, that would have been, that would have been a lot more fun than – I think he matches uh, up
0: great. You may not like this. I think he would have matched up great against Wick. I think that would have been a tough Why? Why, why
1: specifically do you think that?
0: I think he. I think Evan would have a hard time scoring on him. I feel like he'd be savvy enough on the mat to not get turned and maybe get away. He's really good in scrambles. He's a good scrambler. Mm-hmm. He's a good finisher of leg attacks. I don't know, I, th- I, li- I would have liked that matchup for him against against Wick.
2: How about this? He only okay. wrestled uh, one Big Ten opponent all year. What? He Ethan Smith. Wow, Dang. that's pretty crazy
0: man wow coach Borelli's gotta be so fired up his dang freshman didn't get to really shine because they were just so under the radar so much of the year even though they were so excellent now we don't know they're gonna be man Stanford's gonna be nice yeah mm-hmm. they're gonna be good next year who else they have, have Jaden Abbas we did look um, um, uh 97
1: pounders back what's his name Traxler oh yeah Traxler's Traxler. back
0: he's got that flow uh,
1: there's someone else pretty good that I, miss- for you I misspelled about. Stanford.
0: Um,
1: we got kid going to Stanford. Marshall Cools.
0: Really? I got it, buddy. Great, great yeah, guess. Right. You gotta name. Google it, dude. No, um, I can hard. find stuff on here all, right. all the time. Shut up. All projected right, lineup. Day, Hold on, we're doing a Stanford deep dive right now, whether you like it or not. The, the projected <laughs>
1: lineup, Jackson. <laughs> remember when we we're gonna do the 2020 breakfast today
0: yeah no we're not no we're not oh, no that's what i live
2: <laughs> with on social because i thought that's what we were doing
1: <laughs> you lied to the we people catfished. i bro. did i
2: catfished now you <laughs> stuck here listening to us talk about all american honors in uh, cuba and... deal with it all right jackson desario NCAA qualifier as a freshman
0: dalton young what you know about him? I don't know much about him.
2: Yeah. I don't know, but Keep I know. going. All right, we'll keep <laughs> in real woods. Uh, good.
0: Raqueer Vandermeer or Jaden Abbas. They got a problem Both there. Both good. One of them good problems, but Jaden Abbas would be my selection. Tyler Ishens, He's NCAA solid. NCAA qualifier. Shane Griffith. 28-0. Jared Hill. I don't know. No. Nope. Don't know Jared Hill. No. Nope. Keep moving. going. Foster Carmen. Keep going. Uh, Nathan Traxler, we know. Good. And then... The most, man, Patty Gallagher versus Seamus O'Malley for the most Irish name (laughs) of all time. I don't know who wins. That may be a tie. Double Hodge trophy winners for most Irish wrestler names. Seamus O'Malley? I don't know how good he is,
2: but. You know, 174 is probably the weak link there. Um, But they're really trying to fill that. I know with these school lists we've been doing, uh, Pennsylvania State Champ Trey Kybe has Stanford listed in his top five, and he's a projected seventy-four pounder. And then um, Kyle Valencia also oh, yeah. has Stanford Ooh. in his uh, final mix, and those both those guys could really help shore up that one seventy-four pound spot. Okay, nice. So, so they're they're doing a great. I mean, this momentum they had, they had three Southern Scuffle champs, and they're all they were all freshmen. Avis was in red shirt. Um, so and they had tracks here in the finals too. So kind of the momentum they're having is is paying off on the recruiting trail. Yeah, for sure.
0: Way to go, Stanford! Shout out Ray Blake. Could
1: too. be something about the a- academics and the weather also. That 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 doesn't hurt. I th- totally totally
0: irrelevant. <laughs> no one likes. Awesome have you ever degrees. been to Stanford's campus, Christian? No,
1: I want to. It's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. You should set up a trip for yourself there next year. It's really fantastic. Yeah, why wouldn't I? I should just do that. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, um okay so we picked shane griffith that's two freshmen of the year for stanford mm-hmm. um and oh we gotta look so 165 class two years ago evan wick alex marinelli only freshman in the top 20.
0: okay there it is but they were good ones so this year's they were good but this year's is better correct I, what what Agreed? yeah yeah i would agree it's better yeah. but more high-end talent uh on the other one, I well, bet you know what I, I would say. I could see here's here's Griffith nice. and Whitlake placing. I bet you could take Bull and Wicks NCAA team points, and it would add up to more than all these sixty-five pounders.
1: Oh, I Combined. disagree. Okay, I disagree. Well, because I I think Griffith is going to be a top five. I think Whitley could definitely sneak in All-American. So then, if you know, you're talking, you have five other guys, if they get a couple wins and a couple votes, yeah, I don't think coaches, those guys are doing it. Tanner Cook's decking somebody. He is. I'm serious. He definitely <laughs> is. Yes. He's definitely Yes. Yes. Bracky's serious. But I like. I got to look up the stats I have more, for him. We
0: Hang need on. more gimmick wrestlers. Guys that are like, they only have like, the, they just, you just know what you're coming, like a Matt Cathell type back in the day.
2: What the bat out of hell. Uh, I,
0: I go James off on Fleming. this. about we talked about him J- every single show, show for a the while snapper. there. The snapper. So, I go off on this about
2: – sorry, go ahead. Kyle. No, no, Ben. You were going. Kay. Go off.
1: Um, jiu-jitsu. They, have, they play they – call this is my game, right? They play this specific yeah. type of half guard or Baron or whatever. This is my game. But you never see that in wrestling because it's just like we compete so much. It's like – you have to be good at everything. You can't just say, "Well, my game is to gator bacon everyone," and that's I'm not gonna learn anything else because that's my game, right? Like yeah. that, you like that would be so ridiculous. Like yeah. you have to learn how to do everything. But in jujitsu, they get to stick to their game. It's it's so silly. Is that? My what was that? <laughs> I have my computer. Yeah. I don't know
0: what that Christian's had this
2: problem for a long time where he has so many tabs open, and then <laughs> one of them will just start <laughs> playing music or a video, and he can't find which tab it is now, because I, he has so many that you can't even see the volume thing on the tab because they're so tiny.
0: I, one wow. time at, at the old place, I don't know why, but there were like a couple weeks stretch where I would just – in minutes, trying to find the music. All
2: right, so listen to these Tanner Cook oh. stats real quick. Fourteen of his twenty-two wins last year were by fall, and boom, like all of those were Gator Bacon. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> 14 like, listen gator to this bacon stat. Guy, guy, like all of them. <laughs> well, I couldn't. I couldn't find every single match, but <laughs> all the pins we had on flow were by Gator Bacon. Um, oh my god. And then he also won matches that ended ten to 18 to twelve, and twelve to ten because he would just wow. jump out to these huge leads like getting 6 point moves and then the guys would start to come back but then he would hold on and win. He's awesome. He's a lot of fun.
0: Go Tanner Cook. What <laughs> what great is
2: well, he? He's only a sophomore.
0: Nice. Or fr- he or, was at Yeah, freshman. he was
2: freshman last year, yeah, but he was at Finger Lakes and oh. then went to SDSU. Oh. Tanner Cook. Oh. Damien oh. said, "Come on, man. Come with me."
0: Come on, you don't it. want
1: an Ivy League education. You want to live in Brooklyn, South Dakota. Be quiet, Ben.
0: Brookings is Brookings <laughs> is
1: awesome. I'm sorry for only considering wrestling. Uh, listen, uh, I'm I'm welcome to give my opinions.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give them right back. All right, 174. Okay. we can all but Wait, skip this got, one. Holy smokes!
1: You got, don't don't be a bully, Christian. You have to pick. We have to make a decision. Two out of three. Which class, 2018 or 2020, was better at 165?
2: I picked 2020, Christian picked 2018. Brad Key, break the tie. So 2018 is just Wick and Marinelli? Yeah. Yes. I'm going 2020. Boom. Give me depth. Give me Tanner Cook.
0: Yeah, Tanner Cook's and something. Or somewhere. give
2: me death. <laughs> I'm not being <laughs> a bully. But oh. Don't
0: call me a bully, Ben. I'm not being a bully.
2: A little bit, a little bit.
0: Not a bully at all. <laughs> It's just like all okay right, we got to get to multiple other weights and we we got Maliszewski and Kratiger. There's not much, not, there's not much okay.
1: to discuss. We're and Kratiger. the only I mean so Craddiger's obviously not ranked in the top 25. I I couldn't find anybody else. So it's it's Lay Um I believe he did beat Kratiger twice. Also if I if I remember correctly, he's got a pretty good pretty good leg ride if I uh if, I, if I'm thinking of the right guy. Let me just circle to make sure on uh, WrestleStat. Um. Okay, Lane. Wrestlestate hasn't ranked all the way up at thirteen, so maybe Flo's sleeping on him. Possibly. Yep. He he beat Krediger at the Big Ten. So yep, that was the, that was the correct guy. He got he got majored by Labriola and he got pinned by Kemmerer.
0: So there's something about there's not a lot of freshman productivity in 2018 because we've got Hunter yeah. Bullen and Daniel Bullard. How this crazy is that? Pretty crazy. Now Hunter would ascend to being, you know, potential NCAA champion this year for... Yeah. (coughs) Excuse me, for all we know. Okay. So, I guess 2018
1: wins, even though it's not very good? I think it wins. It wins. Look... Hey guys, though, look at the freshman class. Look at the freshman class. It would have been so twenty what seventeen? Zahid, Mark, Miles, Amin, Jordan, Cutler, Taylor, Lujan, Dylan, Lighty, Ben Harvey. Holy crap! How about that class?
0: That's a ridiculous class.
1: <laughs> That's absurd.
0: Extremely good. All
1: right, Extremely let's get good. to
0: this. This one eighty four class freshman class is uh, outstanding.
1: This or this or one fifty seven is is the best weight, in my opinion. I so you have yeah. Uh, Phil Brooks, uh, Hayden Hidley, <laughs> um, Austin Assad.
0: Who's, uh, who even is Phil Brooks?
1: <laughs> CM, Punk. Phil <laughs> Punk. <laughs> CM Punk.
2: That's CM Punk? Uh, That's yeah, name? CM Punk is Phil Brooks.
1: I don't know another <laughs> Montalvo. Um, you got Micah Jordan and, and <laughs> Danny, Dan- Bronigal.
0: Danny Bronigal. <laughs> Obviously, Dan- Bronigal's the easy one. <laughs> uh, so... This, to me, ah, for my money, of which there is very little, I think this is a tougher weight class than um, –
1: This is good.
0: Yeah, because I, I think you've got – I don't think any of the 57s were going to win the title. Maybe Carr had an outside shot. Oof. Brooks, yeah. Heidley were very realistic finalists slash champions. Yes. I think I was going to pick Brooks to win NCAA. Yeah. You were? Yeah.
2: Ooh.
0: the way he was trend- trending, wins Big yeah. Tens. I know Big Ten 184 was not like insane, but he just looked really, really good. And I think he matches up okay with, with a lot of those guys. I just think he had the best offense of, of that class. Th- We're and Heidley, really tough to score on. They're, they're, and he's beaten Heidley, right? I know it was freestyle. But, yeah,
2: Fargo uh, Finals. Okay.
0: He definitely he beat him bad in the Fargo finals and I thought they might have wrestled at uh junior something or other at some point that could be untrue. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just very bullish on on Aaron Brooks. And then Hayden or Trent, excuse me, now I'm getting <laughs> <laughs> <Ben's got me laughs> tripped up now. Um, Mark Heidley uh, was was really great as well. And then Abe Asad, yeah. Montalvo and Mike uh, R- Rocky Jordan, dang it. You got me twice. There are a lot of brothers <laughs> here. Um, uh, th- yeah, Heidley had such a good year. Obviously,
1: um, you know, he wrestled a really tough schedule. Yeah, uh, if you think about all the guys in the top ten, because he, you know, so he had first of all he had the the Vegas where he beat he beat our son Ben Darmstadt. He beat Louis Duprez. Lost his heat in the finals, but then he he beat Taylor Lujan, mm-hmm. um, which is you know kinda a huge soundly. win for him. Kind of yeah, kind of soundly. Um, and then later in the year he beats he does lose to Louis Duprez later in the year. He beat Nino Bonacorsi twice, but then lost to Hunter Bowen twice. Uh, Hunter Bowen was ranked what two going into NCAS?
0: right? Something like that, very high.
1: I believe I Hunter Bowen was so. two. So yeah, yeah. I mean, o- only really tough losses for uh, Trent Heidley, but I think you. Ha- I agree. I think you got to pick Aaron Brooks, even though Trent Heidley had a really awesome year.
0: Man, it is tough because. Trent probably had better wins and, hmm. Yeah, but I'll go with Brooks, freshman Big Ten. And the true freshman thing, that has some weight to me, right? Yeah. Even though he did Uh take the the gap year. Yeah, I think it's Aaron Brooks too.
2: Love love the Hydleys, Love Hoagie.
0: For real. Okay, the freshman class for 2018 was good, but not many guys. Taylor Vins, Max Dean, Canton Marriott. So I think unquestionably this year's freshman class is better.
1: Yeah, we're at uh, at four
0: to four. Four to four. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Moving on up to 197.
1: 197. Tanner Sloan, Lucas Davidson, Stephen Buchanan.
0: This is – I like all these guys. Um, I know they're not – they didn't really get to prove where where exactly they were but each of them had games i really i mean stephen buchanan became someone we were talking about on a weekly basis right just like how hard he was wrestling mm-hmm. how well he was doing and tanner sloan of course we knew he broke out two years ago at midlands and had been having a really solid season and lucas davison was a guy that was kind of coming on at the end of the year and we all knew how talented he was i Man. feel like
1: this won't have a slow start to the season christian i feel like You know, obviously he had the great Midlands Ray Tech, Jacob Warner and then he made the junior world team. But I feel like maybe I'm going to his record. Yeah, he kind of took – so he lost to Orndorff uh, and then he lost to Bullsack and then he lost to Darmstadt, which that's not a bad loss. I guess maybe not. Maybe I'm just imagining.
2: It was a little bit of a slow start, I think. Because we had him ranked very highly um, because of the win over Warner. So it was a little bit of a slow start. But then at the end of the season, after he came back from injury, he really – you know, he makes the Big Twelve finals. He beats uh, Woodley and uh, yeah. Sealy, and then he loses ends up losing to Noah Adams. But um, he was coming on at the end of the year for sure. Yeah, yeah. The his only loss, his only loss after Darmstadt was an injury default, which I, I
1: don't know what happened to Dakota Gear.
0: Right. With yeah, it was with uh, yeah. That was that was surprising. And, you know, he he lost to Woodley. He, early in the year and then he majors him 8-0 mm-hmm. kind of shows mm-hmm. how much he was improving. To me, I think he's I think he's the was the best freshman this year at 197. I think he would have my, my vote. Yeah, I, I would agree. Okay, so Tanner Sloan. Now you contrast that with 2018 and it's Ben <laughs> Darmstadt, the GOAT, Chris Weiler, Pat Brucky, and Nathan Traxler. So that year's freshman class, in my opinion, is 2018, is, is tougher.
1: Better, but not by a lot. I mean, so if yeah, – yeah, I think you're right, Christian. If Sloan and Davis in place, which I think is within the realm of possibilities, I think tw- I mean, 2020 is looking a little better. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Brookie didn't have a great year that year. Obviously, would go on to be, you know, way better the following year. Um, and, yeah, I think you say the same thing with Traxler. Is, you know, he improved a lot the following year.
0: Yeah, Brookie made but- a big – Big jump year over year
1: for sure. Huge, huge. All right. Well, he's a true freshman. was he a true freshman in 2018, Christian? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So, we're 5'4", 2018 going into heavyweight. Uh, heavyweight, you got Big Tone. Woo! You got Slavikuski, uh, Seth Nevels, and Thomas Panola.
0: I thought there was another freshman in here for some reason, but I guess not. Um, uh, I mean, not no. not in Flo's top 25. So, pretty clear Big Tone award here. Yeah. He gets the big, uh, <laughs> the big sandwich. Uh, I don't know. Panola was a 97-pounder that bumped up, I believe. Bumped up to heavyweight. Yeah. W-
1: what is kuski's story? Because I-, I don't know his story at all. I mean, obviously, the name makes him sound foreign. I don't know whether he is really foreign or not. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's the story? So we got something for me?
0: Yeah, we're he's from uh, he is foreign, I believe. I don't th- I I don't think he was American born. I think I read something about it, but I can't remember now. I'm, I'm
2: going to Google not it. He's from America. <laughs> he's from Belarus. Before Harvard,
1: Belarus. Belarus. Belarus national team member. Wow. So he okay, he attended Mount Hermon in Massachusetts last three prep seasons before going to Republic State College of Olympic Reserve in Belarus. Um, that's interesting. Uh, three-time national prep champ, New England prep champ, um, uh, and it's NHSCA champ in 2019. European Championship third-place finisher at 97 kg. He's a he's a Vugar guy.
0: Oh, Vugar honors wrestling. Uh-huh. Okay, huh. so now we got to contrast that with. The previous year's freshman or 2018's which was Jordan Wood and Sean Streck who finished ranked 11th and 12th so I think a slight edge to 2020 right yeah which gives us tone. a 5-5 split now we just yeah, have to that's... say which freshman class was better which one do you well we that, that's really
1: interesting because um, I mean I, I kind of when I was putting this list together I kind of felt like this is kind of a weak weaker class but when you look at it yeah, it's definitely just as strong as the one that was uh, two years ago. Obviously, I think the one thing, Christian, you're going to say that, you know, this class lacks, and but we don't really know, is that the high-end talent, because Yanni and Spencer won NCAs.
0: Yes, I think it's the high-end talent. Um, but
1: if I told you Aaron Brooks and Sammy Sasso won NCAs, that's not totally insane. No, those
0: are probably both my picks, actually. <laughs> totally insane. Pretty... Yeah, okay. Man, it's close but I'll still say 2018.
1: Um I would lean to 2018 although after after looking at it I think it's very very up in, up in the air. Um which I I didn't think that I did not think that would be the case.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, hey, let's get to a hey, couple questions, right?
1: I, I actually got I so I saw one of the questions for friends Christian and then I read <laughs> I was I'm reading I'm reading Yaroslav Slavakuski's profile. And he okay. is—he's definitely an answer to one of the questions. You ready for this?
0: Yes. Said,
1: uh, which uh, which NCAA wrestler is most likely to be a future MMA champion? And I I, I noted on the bottom of uh, Slavakuski's profile that he is an, also an honored member of the Presidential Club in both kickboxing and Muay Thai. Oh, so yep, he probably <laughs> he's a great wrestler as a freshman. He's got a kickboxing and Muay Thai background.
0: take that take that all right he's a big uh big mma guy we'll see okay we got quite a few questions here we probably won't get to all of them um i want to save this question from rowdy coakley till after ben has watched the last dance um i've not
1: watched any of it
0: okay well you have till tuesday to watch um well kind of eight episodes but really, oh, there's six. There's six that are out now. Um, okay. Just just watch it. Just scroll past the picture of you and breaking down stuff <laughs> and then watch it. So, if, But here's a question. I don't know if we ever heard it or if I just missed it, but tonight Nolf straight up said Kale's the best in the room. Uh, if that's the case, anybody in the world beating him in a single match. So I just want to kind of pause there. Wait, wait, wait. When did Nolf say that? I Nolf does a – He does, like,
1: Instagram Lives on, nightly, I think. Oh. Nice. Okay, nightly. I don't I'm know. I'm missing those. It's, it's a lot. It's a, he does them a lot. I don't know. I need to tune in. I need to tune in to Jason
2: Knoll's live Instagram nights with
0: Nolf. So
2: every night at 9 p.m. Eastern. Wow. So Kale's still the best wow. in the room.
0: So I kind of want to just want to pause there. I want to talk about Kale. He certainly quit with more wins um, that he could have had, as did Michael Jordan and. Don't want to, this is not a, a four minute bit, but just kind of want to tee that up and I want to talk to you about that, Ben, because I'm sure you'll have some interesting thoughts about that.
1: Yeah, I mean, so it's, it's totally fascinating um, because when you, it's not just he's in the best room. There is an Olympic champion named Jake Varner in the room, there is a world champion named David Taylor in the room. Mm-hmm. So if you're thinking, at, and Kale can Kyle wrestle at both of those, Wakelet, well, uh, oh, because this is current. Yeah, so now Kyle Snyder is in the room. Who's won multiple world Olympic titles? So, I mean, you got to assume Kale's the best, but then, but the the one pushback I would then have that is why did he take fifth place in 2011 when he came back? Which is, you know, that's significantly in the past. He he did not win in 2011 when he came back. Um, So, that's the one, you know, the question I have there. So, uh, and then the other thing is it is really unfortunate in wrestling, obviously, unlike basketball or baseball or a lot of other mainstream sports. And it's kind of one of the things that I complain about with the RTC thing is you can make more money, significantly more money as a coach than you could as an athlete. Think about if someone was able to pay Kale a million dollars a year to wrestle. He probably would still be wrestling, right? If someone yeah. said, Kale, here's a million bucks a year go wrestle. He might never have stopped. And that's like, you know, is Michael Jordan going to retire at what did Kale retire at 26? Is Michael Jordan really going to retire at 26 to go be a, to be a coach? I mean, that just doesn't happen in other sports, but obviously you can see why, especially in Kale's era of, you know, Kale's going to make 10x as a coach what he probably was making as an athlete at that point in time.
0: Well, Jordan, maybe, I, I don't think it was a financial decision, but he ended up playing minor league baseball during one of his retirements where he certainly wasn't making yeah real money relative sure. to. Sure, but well,
1: Michael Jordan at that point had made so much money. He yeah. could do whatever he want. I mean, that Christian, how much money did he make? And then obviously endorsements, also hundreds
0: of millions. Hundreds of millions, absolutely. Yes. Uh-oh. Yeah. So okay, so we'll we'll tee that up. Even though you kind of went into it anyways, you didn't even listen to me, so it's fine. <laughs> uh- oh, I thought you said go, and then I thought you were gonna go after. No, I wanted to like kind of save it till after you've watched uh, the last dance, which oh. I call. Well, let's hear what let what you gotta say about it. No, but what I was gonna say, I'll just say something funny. Or <laughs> I, I was I was talking to Katie, and we've been watching it together. She actually has liked it. She normally doesn't like much sports stuff. And I was like, I told her I was like, "There's there's two new episodes of One Last Shot out," and I'm like, she's like, "What? What's One Last Shot?" And then I'm like, wait, isn't that the name of that? Isn't that the wrestling movie that you're trying to get?
1: Yeah, Wayne Boyd.
0: Yeah, so I'm like, to, she's like, what is one last shot? And I'm like, oh, I mean last dance. I was like, that's, I was like, one, she's like, what's one last shot? <laughs> I'm like, don't worry about it. Never mind.
2: Uh, no man wants me to say uh, something. Uh, he uh-oh. says if Kale's uh-oh. the best guy in the room, he should try to make the team. And also the last time he wrestled, he was fifth and not first.
0: We just said that. Yeah, we know. Wait. Why would you read these... that, propaganda? Uh, so, Christian, what's your take? What What do you mean, what's my you take? You can't make me wait a whole weekend for what your take is. You're going to have to. We only have 20 seconds. No. get the heck out of here. My take Say is it, not is Say it. Now we're down to 16 seconds. I have a. It's minutes oh. of takes. Boo. Um, don't put me in a box. I tried to put, kick this down the road to Tuesday. You had no interest in it. Okay. Okay.
1: Well, we're talking about today. You know what else you've been ducking me on, Chris with Five Cents? You've been ducking me on the tail of discussion.
0: Oh, no, not ducking at all. I can't wait to have it. We're going to have that next week. Okay. Okay. Put, put it on the books. We'll put it on the books. All right. Caleb, we're good to go. Thank you so much for listening. Another week in the books of FRL. 493 behind us, thousands more in front of us. Thanks to Ben Askren, Stephen Kyle Brackey. Kale Sanderson, all the freshmen of all the classes. We'll be back next Tuesday. Come heck or high water. I sure hope you have a great weekend. Thanks so much. See you then. Adios.